Morning, everyone. I was going to say it's good to see you, but I can't see you. Um, I can see April and John and Murray uh, at the back. Um, looking forward to being able to uh, see you all again. Um, but you can see me, and um, hopefully that's a good thing for you. At least it'll allow you to hear what the Word of God says about flourishing today, because we're going to get into that. We're in primarily in Luke uh, chapter 6, but we're going to start in Psalm 1. So we're looking at uh, how do we know we're flourishing? What's the evidence of flourishing? What does flourishing produce? And how do we fight to flourish? How do we fight to produce what flourishing produces? This picture in Psalm 1 is of a flourishing tree. Uh, This is the way the whole Psalter, the, the Psalms open. Oh, the joys of those who do not follow the advice of the wicked or stand around with sinners or join in with mockers, but they delight in the law of the Lord. Meditate meditating on it day and night. They're like trees planted along the riverbank, bearing fruit each season. Their leaves never wither, and they prosper in all they do. You notice that uh, link between verse uh, 2 and verse 3. They delight in the law of the Lord, meditating on it day and night. They're like trees planted along the riverbank. They go together that way because that river, that river is is the word of God. That river is the truth about God. That river is, is the message from God. That river is the life that's given from God. That's where they're planted, right beside that. They soak that up. They think about it. They meditate on it. They, they care about it. They, they nurture their time um, in the word of God, day and night, and, and that's why they prosper. That's why they prosper. What's the evidence of flourishing then, of this prospering of this um, health health and and reproduction they're like trees planted along the riverbank and they bear fruit in each season um, this link between health and fruit jesus picks this up too in luke chapter 6 in luke chapter 6 we read in verse 43 a good tree jesus says a good tree can't produce bad fruit and a bad tree can't produce good fruit a tree is identified by its fruit. Thorn bushes and grapefruit bushes. A good person produces good things from the treasury of a good heart. And an evil person produces evil things from the treasury of an evil heart. What you say flows from what is in your heart. Now, as always, when, the, when Jesus talks about heart, when the Bible talks about heart, it doesn't mean that organ inside your chest that pumps blood. He's talking about that, that place in your soul from which all of your desires rise. It's the seedbed of your desires. It's the place where your motives come from. It's, a, it's the place where what you want starts. It's, that, um, it's that, that, that thing that drives your actions, behaviors, your heart. So the things that I think and the things that I say and the things um, that I do, they come from my heart. I can only produce good fruit if my heart is good. And what does Jesus mean when he says fruit? Well, if we read the earlier verses, it becomes really obvious. Verse 31. So we were in verse 43. We've gone back up to Luke 6, verse 31, where Jesus says this, Do to others as you would like them to do to you. This is the golden rule um, and pretty much sums up uh, this whole section. Do to others as you would like them to do to you. Um, It sounds like a platitude, but Jesus is going to take us into the nitty-gritty of this, and this is where it gets a little more confronting and a lot more helpful and hopeful. 
Verse 32. If you only love those who love you, why should you get credit for that? Even sinners love those who love them. And if you only do good to those who do good to you, why should you get credit? Even sinners do that much. And if you only lend money to those who can repay you, why should you get credit? Even sinners will lend to other sinners for a full return. Love your enemies. Do good to them. Lend to them without expecting to be repaid. Who should I love? My enemy. Who should I be good to? Who should I be good to? Them? What? And you want me to lend money? To, to them? And to not expect anything back? That's, what's this got to do with fruit? That, that doesn't feel like a fight to flourish. That feels like a, a fight to get trodden on, to get pounded. But this is Jesus talking about good fruit that flows from our heart and he says love your enemies do good to them lend to them without expecting to be repaid now some of you recognize that chapter 6 is where Luke records Jesus teaching on what some call the kingdom ethic this is where Jesus is laying down new law well not new law Jesus is um is taking is is showing that the law comes from the heart of God that wants this do to others as you would have them to do to you. This is so this this law that Jesus lays down in both in Matthew five and six, and you see it here in Luke six as well. This kingdom ethic. He's, he's, here is the heart that fulfills and surpasses the law. Here is the the motive for that uh, rule of God that you that you see all the way through the Old. Jesus is saying, here is what drives all of that. Here is the heart that fulfills and surpasses the law. Um, this is in Luke 6. So in Matthew 5, we heart wants to murder, then you're a murderer. And don't commit adultery, but if you even look at a woman, heart wants it then in your heart is just as bad as if you did it. It's just as bad for your heart. And if your right eye causes you to sin, cut it out. This is uh, it's a little bit of hyperbole, but it, what it demonstrates is the heart of the kingdom. It's the kingdom ethic, ethic the, the heart that fulfills and surpasses the law. It's the raw desire of God. It's what he wants for us. And when you think of your enemy, here's the heart that God wants erupting out of you. Love. Love for them. Uh, like, not just that I want good for them, not just that, um, <clears throat> you know, like I want good things to happen for them or I hope they succeed or I hope they're okay, but no, I want to do good for them. Um, I want to help them. I'll, I'll lend them money and not expect it back if it will help them flourish. This is the river that uh, flows by and gets soaked up into our root system and nurtures our being and bursts out in life for others, it's love. Now, when I talk about um, love your enemies and do good to them, lend to them without expecting to be repaid, 
uh, you might go, well, hang on, hang on. Aren't we supposed to be wise? Um, yes, we are. Love and wisdom are the same person. Jesus isn't telling us to pour money down the drain, and he's not telling us to enable abuse either. We're given lots of help from God about um, being wise in those situations. Uh, and we want to do everything uh, we can to actually help people to flourish. And sometimes boundaries, and you don't lend um, to bad investments and all of those wise things are in play here but what, what Jesus is getting at here with this love your enemies, do good to them lend to them without expense paid what he's getting at is our heart and what our heart wants for everyone what our heart wants for our family what our heart wants for our friends what our heart wants for those who want to hurt us what our heart wants for those who we don't like Jesus is saying love them, love them do good to them. Help them. Help them to flourish. So, what does flourishing produce? Flourishing produces love to others. Isn't it awesome when people are good to you? Put yourself in the position of the recipient of love. So, if you're receiving love, especially if it's unexpected, um, what is that like for you? Wouldn't it? in the best possible way for your enemy to start loving you, doing good to you, you to flourish. Wouldn't that be such a beautiful thing in your life? Um, I saw an example of this in my children when they were much younger. I've heard this story before, but I'm going to tell it again because it's a cracker and it demonstrates this principle. And some of you won't have heard it. When my kids were much uh, younger, uh, most of you know uh, my oldest son, Matthew, has uh, severe autism, high-functioning, severe autism. And when he was younger especially, his anxiety overload would uh, create all kinds of issues, sometimes violence. Um, and, um, and he's the older brother. And uh, so when, when he's about, I don't know, uh, eight or nine, and uh, his younger brother Jake is about six or so, He's had an eruption. He's had an anxiety overload. He's, he's overwhelmed. And that's resulted in him lashing out again. And he smacked his little brother around the head. And then he's freaked out. Just, ah. And his little brother's crying. Jake's crying. Jake's gone to his room to, to just, because um, he's really upset and he's hurt. Um, and, and Matthew's gone to his room and he's really upset. Um, and, um, and still overloaded and, and saying this out loud at the top of his voice um, I will never say sorry to my brother never 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 and that's reverberating around the house um, and I'm trying to calm him down and it seems ridiculous and difficult as a parent when you have to spend more time with you know the person who's hurt your child than you do with the one who's been hurt but that's the dynamic some families and I understand that and you might know if you've got special needs told too so I come away from that environment and I go into Jake's room and he is a mess he's sore he's hurting but more he's just hurt because his brother keeps hitting him and over being pummeled like that and then he's hearing his brother scream out I'll never say sorry never 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 um, like the anxiety is uh, ramping so I say 
little six or seven-year-old kid, Jake, uh, just, Jake, you know, you know it's Matt's autism, and I'm trying to explain that sorry wrecks the relationship, like that acknowledges the break or something. And, um, and I think that Matthew thinks that if he says sorry, then he's going to break something, I think. I think he's worried that he's not going to be able to be uh, friends with you if he says that. Uh, even though I'm trying to tell Matthew, sorry. And by the way, even no matter how big a kid you are, listen to this. Sorry fixes things. Um, because what happened has already happened. Um, and sorry is a repair in a relationship. And so if you're not great at saying sorry, and get better at it because it fixes things. So I'm trying to explain this to... Uh, to Matthew, but he's not accepting that at all. So I try and explain that to Jake. I think he's worried about this. And I feel, you know, it's hard as a parent. I'm, I'm thinking, this poor kid, he's just pummeled on, he's being yelled at, he's being told that sorry is never, ever, ever going to come. And I'm saying, look, I, I, you know, like I'm putting pressure on him, maybe. Anyway, he gets up, right, and he marches down to his brother's room. And he opens the door and he looks at his brother just angry and quivering on the bed and he, he says this, Matthew, you can be my friend no matter what. And I think that is one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen in my life. And Matthew says, oh, thanks Jake, I'm so sorry I hit you. See, the recipients of our flourishing get love. When we flourish, when we do good to those, especially when they don't expect it, they experience something remarkable. They experience, actually, they experience that selfless, giving love of God. So what do we get as the flourishers? We give this love. What Jesus tells us. Love your enemies, do good to them, lend to them without expecting to be repaid. Then your reward from heaven will be very great. And you'll, be truly, and you'll truly be acting as children of the Most High. For he is kind to those who are unthankful and good. You must be compassionate, just as your Father is compassionate. Um, now, how many of you read that and you think, yep, hard yards of love here, then we get rewarded later in heaven. But that's not what Jesus says. He says the reward is... From heaven, when you love your enemies, when you do good to them, when you lend them money without expecting to be repaid, then reward from heaven will be very great. To the unthankful has filled you up and flowed through you, and now you're full, full of kindness to the unthankful. Not because, not because you earned it, but because God is in you and his spirit is risen in you and you're love, his character, his nature, which is just giving selfless love. Then your reward from heaven will be very great and you'll be in life. Wow. Look at me go. Look at this love. This is not my love. I don't have this. But look what I just did. 
Look what I just said. Look what I was just able to give. Then, then your reward from heaven will be very great because you'll be handling and distributing the love of God. That's fruit from a good heart. Jesus explains some more in verse 37. Don't judge others and you will not be judged. Don't condemn others or come back to you. Forgive others. Give and you'll receive. In fact, your gift will return to you in full. Press down. Um, I mowed the lawns yesterday and my green bin filled up with all the clippings. And everything, make room for more. Your gift will return to you in full, pressed down, shaken together to make room for more, running over and poured into your lap. How many descriptors can Jesus use to say, you'll get heaps of stuff? Blessing. You, you, this, this will come back to you. There is so much love in God. It is inexhaustible. He says, you give and you forgive, you'll receive forgiveness. You, you, you treat people with mercy and, and you, you and you The amount you give will determine the amount you get back. Then Jesus gave the following illustration. Can one blind person lead another? Won't they both fall into the ditch? Students are not greater than their teacher, but the student who's fully trained will become like the teacher. What are you talking about? How does that relate to what just came before? Have you figured it out? Can one blind person lead another? Um, can, can Danny lead April to experience love? No, we both fall into a ditch. Can one human lead another human to experience this? No, we both fall into it. We're blind. The teacher is Jesus. Um, and I hope you can hear Jesus' desire for us in this. He says, I'm the teacher flourish as the love of God rises in you and flows out uh, to others there are great rewards from heaven available to you right now as Jesus trains us you and I to be more like him to see like him and to love like him um, when you when you buy a seed packet um, on the seed packet it doesn't have a picture of the seed it has a picture of what the seed is going to turn into um, it, has a, it has a plant or a shrub or a tree or sometimes multiple trees because the, the, the produce or the, the outcome of a seed isn't just the plant. It's the plant that makes more seeds that, that makes more plants that makes more seeds that makes more plants that makes more seeds. Um, and the, the, um, the produce in you and I isn't just that we would be the best versions of us, although that happens. It's that... Our love would reproduce love in others as they find Jesus too and grow in him. Is that we make disciples. We make disciples who make disciples.
disciples and it comes from this river of God flowing into our souls, helping us to flourish in, in actions of love towards everyone around us too that produces that fruit. Um, this is how all people will know that we're his disciples, that we love each other. Uh, and that's what we want for others too. So the, the, uh, if you looked at your life and you thought about the seed that God had planted in your life and you think about the picture that's on that packet, that picture isn't just the best version of you, although that's there. That picture actually is Jesus. It's him. It's his kingdom. It's his character. It's his will and ways. It's his life inside of us, filling us and flowing from us to others. So flourishing isn't about worldly achievements or influence. So you can have money and success in business. You can have reputation and influence and platforms and microphones and still in your heart be dead in the dirt. Um, or you can be unwell and alone and unemployed and bursting with life from God. Some of us don't feel like we're flourishing because we're looking at it the world's way. Um, I've had some conversations with people even in the last few weeks um, and it's been beautiful actually to watch them just understand a little more that flourishing is, is the love that rises in them from God that gets um, spread to others, that gets expressed to others around them. And I would like all of us, um, I'd like all of us to look at the people around us so this week, the people that are in our immediate vicinity, the people that we see on our screens, the people on the, uh, the end of our phone or the other end of emails or texts, uh, all the people, not just the people you like, all of them, all the opportunities around us to work on our fight to flourish. Because um, Jesus is committed to you to help you flourish. He has poured out his love to you and I and he keeps pouring it out to you and I. If we will listen to him, if we will choose his love for the people around us. And wherever we're starting from today, wherever we are today, we can begin that right now. We can open our hearts to him right now. You think about anyone in your life. The people that you don't like, the people who um, you, you resent, the people that you struggle with, or the people that are around you. Um, that, that you love, all of those people around you are opportunities for you to flourish and I want you to flourish and Jesus is, is desperate for you to flourish. So let's pray for each other. Uh, pray with me now. Uh, Jesus, thank you for your commitment to us that you pour your love into our lives, that you want this beautiful life for us, that we would, we would experience the reward from heaven every day as we fight to flourish, as we open our hearts to what you want to do in our hearts to move us towards others. God, I pray for those who are upset and alone and angry and struggling and hurting now. God, I pray that you penetrate into their hearts and bring affirmation and joy into their lives a little more. Um, and the capacity and the ability to be able to notice what you're doing in their hearts 
and move them in love to those around them. We pray for those who are busy and full of their own lives now. Uh, Convict us, shift us, help us to see the opportunities to love those around us. And God, most of all, I pray that we as your people would rejoice in your love, that we would welcome you, that that we'd think about you, and that we'd move in the power of your spirit in love to those around us. We ask in Jesus' name. Amen. We're going to close with a song, which is To Be Like You. It's a great song. And I, I, um, I recommend that you join me in praying this song. I know you're at home. I know you're in your pajamas or whatever. I know you just got a cup of tea in your hand. I don't, well, I don't know. I know all those scenarios are happening for our community now, but I, can you close your eyes or focus and can you pray this song with me? Because we want to be like Jesus, don't we? Uh, I do. Let's, let's sing together.